This is Your Move Creep, the podcast celebrating action cinema from 1980 to the year 2000, from the east to the west, from the worst to the best. My guest for this week is Andy Connor from the Road to Nowhere podcast, and we'll be discussing the 1987 classic, The Running Man. We'll delve into Andy's love for action movies, and in particular, his love for the Dolph Lundgren Masters of the Universe film. So without further ado, let's get into the creeps. Hi Andy, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? No bad, Len. How are yourself? Good, thank you very much. Thanks for coming on. Just going to start off a little bit before we get off to talk about the main movie, we're going to talk about the podcast. If you tell me a little bit about what was your kind of first encounter with action movies and um, what kind of led you to a sort of love for action movies? I think my first encounter would probably be something along the lines of Terminator 2. Okay, lovely. Great. Um, Classic. Aye, yeah. There's your poster in the background. Um, yeah, yeah, then it's quite short, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it would have been, yeah, maybe along those lines, maybe more the kind of sci-fi action with Predator and things like that. It's um, one of these things I had when I went to my, my grandparents, I would watch Terminator 2 when I was up there because I had it taped off, a, yeah. I think it was always in BBC 2. Um, one of these... Do you think you get it now with like ITV2 and ITV3 is like always plays Hot Fuzz or Shaun of the Dead or something yeah, like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's only like every couple of months. Aye, yeah. BBC2 used to be like that with Terminator 2. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. I remember that being like that as well. Mm. Watching it and be, like, BBC2 and just like taping off of that. Aye, you get the, think, yeah, aye, the long play one because yeah. it would have been over three <laughs> hours. So, yeah, it would have been through that. Um, that was kind of what, in, in in my head anyway. That's the the one that kind of kicked off a a love action movies. Um, I was always an Arnie guy from then. It yeah. was Arnie over Stallone or over Van Damme or Lundgren or, or. Although in saying that, actually, maybe if you if you count this as an action movie, Masters of the Universe. Oh yes, yes, absolutely, which, oh, absolutely. yeah. A future episode, definitely. Aye, that was one that I definitely um, was growing up with. That was obviously a bit more kid friendly, even though it was yeah. creepy and t- a bit, a bit um, unsettling. Yeah, 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 absolutely, the, yeah, yeah. The skeleton being just fucking bogging looking, um, <laughs> and like a, a, quite a bit of blood in it. For it, I'm pretty sure it was a PG. Um, yeah, I think so. I think it's a PG. Yeah, yeah, quite a, quite a violent PG movie for for. The 80s, I remember being obsessed with that. I remember, um, I can't remember the characters' names from it, but there's the kind of, the He-Man's right-hand man with the moustache eating. Yeah, man, man arms and Teela. And in film only, Gwildor. 
Gwildor, yeah. Uh, infamous <laughs> Billy, Bar- Billy Barty. Um, the Cosmic Key. Aye. And I've played the... They, thought, was it, they think it's some keyboard from China yeah, yeah, or something yeah. like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A very young Courtney Cox. Oh, yeah, well yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so probably Terminator 2 in the kind of more typical action style, but then Masters of the Universe would certainly have you know, piqued my interest in that. And yes, it was just... I, I don't think Masters of the Universe was particularly well received, but it was good fun for a kid. No, no, it's um, like it's, I guess... It, it, Obviously, the kind of canon movies are very like lauded in terms of action movie circles. Mm. For me, I, I love the canon movies. I love, you know, the Death Wish and um, the Hercules movies with Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, Master Universe, I got I got to see Master Universe when I was a kid. So um, I was a big He-Man fan. So that mm. film was both great to watch and exciting to see, but also disappointing in the same breath. Because <laughs> uh, like, it just went, it goes like, you see a 10 year for like five five minutes, maybe. And then it's like, there's no battle cat. There's no like, uh, you know, moss man yeah. and that stuff. You, you sort of went into into like Philadelphia or something at that point or Chicago yeah. very quickly. Exactly. Yeah. Basically, it takes place. All the, the majority of it takes place there, doesn't it? And it's yeah, yeah, it's, it's like a, a kind of chase movie, and it's also got oh, he's in things like Back to the Future, the Baldy guy. Uh, Strickland, I can't, I can't remember his name, but Strickland aye, from Back aye. to the Future, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aye, um, okay. he's in it, and yeah, very strange, strange movie, and I also don't think He-Man goes by his kind of name, like Prince name, does he in it at all? He's just He-Man. I think, I think maybe, the, I think maybe Tila talks about comes up, calls him Adam at one point, but right. generally they say He-Man, aye. so like, I don't think he's ever Adam in it, aye, even though he has it sort of the end, he's like, he has the eye of the power. Thing at one point, but he hasn't really been into He Man. He's always been He Man for the whole way. Aye, so it's quite a bit strange that way. It's just, just like constantly jacked for Aye. the whole movie, like running <laughs> run about nothing but leather shoes, leather pants, and a leather cape. I, like I a cape, like yeah, like a cape, and like, like sort of a weird sort of like uh, chess piece thing. It's like two leather belts. Absolutely. Mm. But then I also remember like um like the big kind of Chewbacca monster that was in it and the big um the weird reptile thing. It's yes, quite yes, creepy. Yes. Yeah, it was just a just eighties action, wasn't it? It was just yeah, yeah, good yeah, it's fun. Like, it's like I think it's I think it's one of these movies that I don't think it was like um blowing people away when it was young when at the time, back in the eighties, but now when you look back at it, it's like kind of like it's a kind of cult movie now. It's it's very much mm. like a, um, I've talked about movie kind of one he's kind of sort of can rip on because it's, it does Aye. have very very daft. It's very daft. The mm. premise itself is very daft, but it's about a essentially to synthesize that they can open portals. Aye, it's sort yeah. of like at your Stargate. Um, <laughs> that was the way yeah, of getting round setting it in a th- in a yeah, 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 said, Aye, like, but you can bring them here. It's fine. <laughs> it's sort of watch watch call it thing that does this. this is MacGuffin that you know, does. Oh, and it randomly changes the other places, but it we'll do it really quickly and get introduced really quickly so we can just <laughs> just and shoot it in like fucking Chicago for like Aye. it's a lot cheaper than like making sets and like <laughs> having a giant fucking talking cat. 
and nothing happens <laughs> during the day as well. Let's make sure everything happens at night. Um, like, like the like the turtles movies as well. Everything happens at night. Don't they? Yeah. Because natural light will just absolutely show these movies up for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody can see us. And we're in, in here in the cover of darkness. <laughs> nobody will know we're making this fucking weird movie. Like, <laughs> nobody can scrutinize this fucking shitty He Man movie. But Don't have to shut roads. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> just, like, just like make it, just put Meg Foster and like this it fucking bits in this and we can be kind of carry on. <laughs> but yes, yeah, it's, it's an amazing movie. And so you kind of touched a little bit about, about Arnie. Hmm. Would you say that he is your guy when it comes to action movies? Or, um, yeah, uh, definitely. I think it was, it was who I was brought up on. It was Terminator, Terminator Two, Predator, um, True Lies. God, how many he had out? Erasure, Erasure, Erasure. Erasure. Um, <laughs> but a little respect. <laughs> it's the sort of like anybody talks about being in the same pop trio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was an off forgotten one. Um. I a bit of, I, I like I like Eraser. I thought Eraser was a good movie. And, um, yeah, yeah. Last Last Action Hero is one I absolutely loved when I was younger as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. So kind of yeah, I think um, crossing for the kind of late eighties into nineties, Arnie was probably the the ones I looked more into. I yeah, think. Yeah. Um, and then obviously he done. I think the jingle all the way. It kind of went a bit to shit. Um, apart from the end of days, which again I do like, and he had like um, a, razor, a razor in that sort of time as well. So I think he was quite hmm. like, quite kind of um, not as prolific as he was, you know, kind of in sort of like no. the sort of mid eighties to like the kind of mid nineties. But yeah, he still has some like kind of ones that were kind of like obviously we're talking about kind of two lies here. We're talking about hmm. a razor, um, end of days, um, sixty maybe not as much, not as much. But, sixty, I think, was yeah. two thousand and one, maybe, because I'm sure I, that was one of the first DVDs I bought. The sixty, yeah. and it's really yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not great. Like it has some interesting minority report movies, era. But, yeah, but it's, it's fun. It's fun. I think, I think mm. a razor when it if you look at the nineties. Well, if you get you put twins as well, like it's he's kind of mm. it's, it's, he starts going into a bit more comedy in the nineties, doesn't he? Yeah, he's kind of yeah. branching out a little bit, which, uh-huh. which I think he sort of did at the beginning when he was first. First kind of, especially mm. in the Hercules in New York, which is uh kind of a <laughs> a comedy by accident, I think, at some points. <laughs> um <laughs> just very again, very, very daft, but and he doesn't really speak a lot like of English properly in that whole movie, but yeah. Um that still was doesn't. Re- <laughs> doesn't still doesn't really much, but he's a bit more better spoken now and a bit more prolific now, I think. But yeah, I've, I I think Arnie's like obviously like you say, he's like he's he's sort of the pillar. When it comes down to, if you think, yeah. I think of the the Mount Rushmore of action stars, he's probably the one of the most prominent ones that come to mind. Especially when I've been talking to people about coming on the podcast, they've kind mm. of mentioned a lot of love for Arnie. So, yeah, I think like fixed episodes where we go with your move creep, you'll find out a lot of people will be probably talking the same. I've same love that you do, Andy, for mm. for Arnold. Yeah, definitely. I think obviously I forgot to mention Total Recall as well, which is another classic. Yeah, um, yeah. And he, when when you compare him to the likes of Stallone, Stallone was more and probably still is a bit more Oscar baity and a bit more Oscar worthy mm. than what Arnie ever was. Um, yeah, Arnie certainly leaned into the ham and the the catchphrases and the one liners a bit more than the, the likes of Stallone. Stone yeah. obviously with, with everything with Rocky and the Oscar success of that, and um, he was more of the equip guy, the 
Like, I could imagine if Arnie was about the now in his younger days, he would be in an MCU movie with one-liners. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it would be his yeah. kind of thing to be in now. And he was of that era of the kind of machismo, indestructible, um, over-the-top muscle man. And he, he really leaned into it well, and it, it works well for him because I think he's unfairly criticised in terms of his acting ability. I don't think he's a bad actor. I think he just... Is what he is, and I think that there was actually a movie I seen fairly recently where it about in the past couple of years, Maggie, one of his older ones, mm-hmm. um, in which his daughter is there's some form of outbreak. I don't know the exact yeah. thing, and his daughter's been bitten, and he's basically waiting for her to turn. Yeah, and he's really good in that. Like he's very subtle in it, and he's mm-hmm. quiet in it. He's it's a kind of understated performance from him, and. I just think he leaned into more, more of the popcorn movie thing in that mm-hmm. era, and I don't think it was a bad thing necessarily. I mean, he's great in term in the likes of your Terminator and Terminator Two, especially. He plays mm-hmm. it deadpan, but he's meant to. Yeah, I think I think he, he's you know, obviously would have on the back end of the game. So if you were talking obviously about Stallone and Stallone mm-hmm. sort of started off being quite a serious, quite mm-hmm. a serious actor, um, being in these kind of films that were like like Rocky, like. Paradise Alley, um, like Fist, but a bit more yeah. like serious kind of movies. And now he sort of he went into that sort of he gradually kind of went into kind of big kind of machismo movies. Yeah, and then sort of reeled it back again. The kind of things like Copland, um, yeah, and Rocky Balboa and things. Rocky, Rocky Balboa, a bit more, you know, a bit more of a serious thing. And now he's kind of like what kind of you touched on it quite quickly there a moment ago that was. But Arnie maybe being in and in sort of MCU movies, he got he's gotten to be in yeah, got to be in MCU movies with the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, yeah, very small roles, but it's interesting they kind of that sort yeah. of juxtaposition to change and like, but um, yeah. I don't think we can rule Arnie out of being in a MCU movie in the future. Maybe as a little sort of flat kind of turn away sort of minor character in some no. movie, yeah. a multiverse movie you could just turn him up and just be like one a strange sort of like. Uh, Character actually, but Arnie is the Hulk or something like that. It'd be quite funny, like sort of like a like Grey Hulk or something like that. Would be quite fun. It's, I think it's like kind of quick thing would be quite fun, quite quite fun. But aye, um, we can only but hope for. I think it was always something that you heard when you were growing up. It was Arnie or Stallone, but they were never. I don't ever see them really as comparable. Like Arnie couldn't have worked in Rocky. Arnie wouldn't have worked like Rambo. Oh. First Blood isn't a it's not particularly an action movie it's more a movie no, about yeah, PTSD so it's kind of and dramatic. it's a drama yeah it's, with, actually, it's, it's still it's the, the themes of it are a bit yeah, more about I think it's more of a kind of thriller a, a little bit more yeah, of that it's the one death like, in it or something and he kills him accidentally yeah, really accidentally, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely helicopter kind of chucks the thing to helicopter to kind of distract him but uh, it just ends up being like this kind of thing to kind of stop him from shooting him but it's an accident thing and the guy drop, falls out and that's all it is. It's right. mostly a mostly like a dramatic sort of chase, like an a cat and mouse thing, but it's yeah. a bit more of a thriller. But yeah, but the, the movies since then have been only kind of growing in terms of like absolute carnage. <clears throat> yeah, I in terms of I ramble ones, I've not seen the latest one because apparently it's very. Are you um, going to say bad? Uh, well, apparently it's very bad, but also very un PC, if you want to call it that. Um, it's portrayal uh, yeah, yeah, of Mexicans bit, and yeah. things like that, and yeah, it feels yeah, a bit, um, bit maga. 
Mm, a bit, a little bit, a little bit. I think we were talking, we were talking a little bit before about for the podcast about VFW and the sort mm. of like um, I think foreigners are bad. Yeah, I think that that'll be something that we'll, we'll probably come to touch upon in kind of future episodes. Is that there is a prolification of like, especially in the eighties and eighties hmm. and the nineties, very much like anti, you know, Vietnam, anti-Russian, anti-Afghan, Afghan war, you know, Gulf War, Iraq war kind of thing. Hmm. So, especially in the especially in the, the Rambo movies, they're they're very much like um, the big the big bad is basically the big our country they've picked is. The bad guys of that, that of that time, yeah. you know, in the 80s, who's like sort of coming out the kind of sort of the Cold War. Um, mm. the Russians were like a bit the big thing, and then obviously then it became the Iraq War. You know, like even fucking even WWE were doing it at one point. We like <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter, he's like he's defending to the Iraqs, Iraqis and stuff. So it's very like it's it's an interesting thing to see like that still be the case, and yeah. still be like, but now it's sort of like it's it's kind of flipped and yeah, we're kind of like. It's, it's super American and super hoorah, sort of like, <laughs> um, we're veterans, we, you know, like, don't don't take my guns away, sort of challenge his, and mm. um, from a cold dead hand sort of thing, now we, like, the way action movies are. Um, <laughs> but I think there's a little bit more um, scope in terms of action movies when it comes into, like, a little bit more freedom for, like, um, Female, female action stars. That's kind of been that thing for the kind of in the nineties into the year two thousands and stuff like that. And now, now, yeah. um, obviously not Gina Carano because fuck her, but um, that's a lot of kind of cool like Ronda Rousey and mm-hmm. um, a lot of kind of Korean Korean cinema. Yeah, uh, focuses in films like um, like Chocolate and so forth. This just kind of profusion of like female kung fu stars, which was like just kind of come around like since the eighties and nineties as well. Mm-hmm. So. It's an interesting time, and I think that um, action cinema now is still evolving a little bit, but still that little bit of a um, America fuck yeah sort of attitude towards action movies, which kind of needs to kind of uh, die a death a little bit because you know we're we're not really at war anymore, apart from <laughs> left and right, I suppose. Yeah, I I think it's um, it's something that will always be there. I think especially in American cinema. They have that inherent want to word this carefully. <laughs> um, they have an inherent want to be the be all and end all of military action, and they be yes. seen to be that. And movie, filmmakers are going to do that, and mm-hmm. yeah, um, for better or worse, they are still going, mostly for worse. But yeah, at the time when it was in the 80s and things like that, that's fine. Yeah. Like, it was a, a less evolved period, if you want to call it that. It was a period where everything was seen as black and white in terms of the West as the good, the East, yeah. the Eastern Europe, um, or Eastern Far East, or uh, the Middle East yeah, was exactly. the bad. And it was just, it was seen as black and white, is that? And obviously now we know. We're a bit more, um, a bit more aware yeah. that in a war there's there's sides that no sides good in a fucking war. Let's be honest, but no, exactly. there's, uh, there's elements that you can you can take a bit more nuance towards than what you used to be able to certainly. And when it was it was 
uh, social media is probably a big part of that because in the 80s, everything would have been through. Because you imagine the 80s Fox News, what that would have been like reporting on the Cold War, reporting the Vietnam <laughs> War. Aye. It would Can have imagine been, I imagine sort of spouting off about stuff in the 80s. Aye. I'm sure, it, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was still quite quite bad at that time when it was. Yeah, those kind of days when it was. Like, but that would have been, yeah, that would have been only that would have been the only uh, <clears throat> news source that people had. So mm. they would have just went, "Oh fucking, oh, god, that Osama bin Laden seems like a good guy fighting against the <laughs> Russians, didn't he?" That's what it was yeah. like. I mean, they, they supplied the That'd Taliban, a... and, and, and it was just a a, a weird a weird uh, marker in time. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Right, so what we're going to do now is going to move on to the main part of the episode, and we're going to talk about. The film of the episode. And we're going to talk about 1987's The Running Man. In the year 2017, an innocent man accused of a crime has a choice. Hard time or prime time. Sensational. Perfect contestant. I want him. He must pay or play The Running Man. On your mark. I'll be back. Highest-rated TV show in history. Guess they want us to stay. It's a game between life and death. Can you lift? Schwarzenegger is the running man. He's playing for a prize. The prize is his life. How about the life? The running man. A little bit of trivia about the running man. So, running man came out in 1987 in October. Uh, so, it was scheduled to come out in July. Of 1987, but it was going to bump heads with Predator, which came out in June. Mm-hmm. Um, so to we could have got an, a big Arnie summer at that point, but mm. uh, still, if we didn't get that, we got to get pushed to October so they couldn't clash. Um, quite a big, quite a big year for Arnie, mm. wouldn't you say? Like that year that he's got like probably two, two of his biggest movies, I think, really, in terms of like in terms of scope. Yeah. Um, in terms of love, I suppose I should say not scope, but yeah, in terms of. The fondness that these these films have, um, again, so Running Man is directed by Paul Michael Glazer. Uh, it's based on a novel by Stephen King, but under his pen name of Richard Bachman. Mm. Um, mm. just a little bit of kind of director directorial trivia for you. Um, it's kind of I'm circling back to Rambo for a second. Uh, it was originally meant to be directed by George P. Casamatos, who directed Rambo: First Blood Part Two. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, he was actually fired from the from the the filming of of Running Man because he wanted to film it in a, a shopping mall. Um, oh, yeah, I like okay. I, I love Dawn of the Dead, which is quite yeah. interesting. But, mm. Um, so mm. went through, it went through a couple of directors that were a director from who worked in Miami Vice, um, as well until they got to Paul Michael Glazer, who sort of like, right, I'll just do what you want me to do. So, uh, <laughs> I'm quite happy doing this. It sounds interesting. It sounds fun. Let's go for it. How did you? What did you make of this revisiting this movie, Andy? So I kind of looked into a wee bit of behind the behind the scenes thing as well, and I read up that the, 
there was like 15 script rewrites for it. Yes, yes, Um, Originally, uh, the character of Ben Richards was supposed to be played by Christopher Reeve. Yeah, and, and apparently Patrick Swayze as well was up for it mm, as well. Apparently yeah, as well, which would be interesting. And Dolph Lundgren as well, apparently. So that's right, okay. No, I didn't know that. Um, I think the, I think Reeve had signed on to it, and it was going to be a lot more faithful to the Stephen King book. Mm-hmm. The book was nothing like the movie. Um, <laughs> it is essentially just a. The, the premise was that Ben Richards enters himself into the Running Man contest. Mm-hmm. Still a dystopia. Yes. Um, it's because he wants to save his sick child and he can't afford the medical bills. And the Running Man is a competition in which you have 30 days to survive and you can go anywhere you want. And mm-hmm. there is hunters, but there's not to the level of the hunters in this. It's not so yeah, much not. of a it's not so much of an X Factor game shows. It's more Yeah, of, yes. No, it's not gladiators. No, it's, it's, no gladiators, I um <laughs> and he's got to survive for thirty days. He gets given five grand in a video camera and he's got to try and find his way. And I think if he's, for every hour he survives he gets a hundred pounds, hundred dollars. Um and for every like police officer he kills he gets five hundred. And for every hunter he kills, he gets a thousand. And then if he lasts the thirty days, he gets a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. So That's interesting. Yeah, it's a lot different. It's a lot more. Um, it's a lot more bleak, I think, and a lot less action heavy. It was a short story, so it wasn't yeah, um, yeah. massively detailed. Um, so I read up a bit about that before going back and rewatching it, and that was quite interesting. But it tells you absolutely nothing about this movie because it yes. means fuck all. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like I know when it was Reeve, it was going to be more based around the book, um, mm. and the original director wanted it based more around that. And then when Arnie came on board, it got Arnified. Um, yeah, it's absolutely. Yeah. And I think the first when they actually started filming, the first director that was involved was fired after two weeks because he was already a week behind. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who exactly that was. So then this Paul Michael Glazer got get brought on board. Um, I mean, I still loved it watching it back. It's still yeah. exactly what I remember from it. It's still over the top. It's cheesy. It's one thing I, I, I had slipped my mind actually a bit was how much of it, how much setups involved. Like with Ben Richards, like I didn't remember there being so much in the kind of concentration camp that they've got or the workers camp yeah, that they've got yeah, yeah. Um, and him on the run actually more of that than I, than I remembered but yeah I mean once you get into the running man game show part that's just when you have the, the most fun with it and it's just yeah, absolutely, absolutely. just over an hour and a half I think as well ideal yeah so it's a quite it's, it's well paced I watched it for the first time in about maybe three or four years I think I think I'd, I'd, I'd kind of went on a big Barney binge mm. years ago and watched it but it's again for me it's it, it's, it kind of stands up very well. Still very enjoyable. Still very funny. Mm. Uh, Arnie's getting his kind of like quite quippy glory at this point. Yeah. Um, just sort of polar opposite to what you were talking about with the book. Um, give you a little bit of plot about the the, the film. Is that it's in the year twenty nineteen, so only three years ago, pre COVID, and still a dystopian. Uh, can imagine mm. this coming? It's coming. You know, if it was like set in twenty twenty, twenty twenty one, it would just be completely fucking different. They couldn't even go do the running man. Just be fucked. Can't go outside, mate. 
It's been going for a little bit, and then you have to come back in again. Like Killian would be like, right, but you go out for a little bit, and you come back in again. We'll try and catch you in your 20-minute allocated I, I like, exercise a day. Can't touch Buzzsaw because you're not washing your fucking hands. So, uh, <laughs> so it's in the stop in America we've talked about before, where the, the state, it's like a police state that runs the, the TV, uh, Arnie plays the Butcher of Bakersfield, Ben Richards. Uh, framed wrong in prison for a killing, a killing, uh, kind of homeless food, homeless riot, food riot. Um, it's kind of framed, and obviously the the doctor his images, his video images of which, which kind of strikes me, strikes strikes me a little bit. That's something what a weird thing about this movie is that they seem to have footage of him in the plane, take in the helicopter, sorry, helicopter, taken outside the window. And they always seem to have him fight and him getting hit <laughs> in the jaw with a gun. Yeah. Which I don't understand, which it doesn't really seem to kind of match up. Uh, like they somehow, they somehow come across, they filmed this whole thing, they know what he's done, Aye. but they seem to have filmed in glorious detail and like know every part of it, which it seems a bit strange. It's, um, I think it was sort of like sticking point of like, I, I don't understand that part, but I'm trying to, but it's obviously an Arnie movie, so you kind of go. Aye. Oh, fuck it doesn't really matter really. I'm just I'm just I'm bringing too much into it. I've taken too much of a, a, a reading into that I think I think um, it maybe comes up a wee bit later in the movie it could be the, the whole deep fake thing yeah well that's interesting one as well yeah yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah you see that a bit later on when he's fighting Captain Freedom yes. um, they kind of deep fake it um, and yeah it's 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 an interesting start to it yeah it, it's It seems like it, like you also don't get enough background about the the world that they're living in when no. he's just in a helicopter. There's about fifteen hundred people. They don't really know what they're doing, and then the guy just says, "I just kill them all. Fuck it." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> right, he's okay. like no. so Arnie doesn't want to. Arnie's obviously like control this sort of helicopter. He doesn't want to, to shoot. There's innocent people down there. I'm <laughs> not shooting innocent people. Aye. Um, that's that was quite funny. Um, mm. but yeah, so he sort of he sort of is manhandled and uh, kind of put to sleep, and then he finds that kind of later on you find out he's obviously been in this sort of concentration camp or kind of like workers camp, as you say, mm. um, for a couple of years. He's got a very lovely beard. Mm. Um, I, I think I thought that as well, Andy. I thought that <laughs> you see more Arnie with beards. Don't right. see much of it. I think he's got a beard in Kindergarten Cop. I think as well. Right. You got a wee one in Maggie. Even um, Maggie, yeah, yeah. He got he's kind of sports a little bit of the beard nowadays, but yeah, like you want play Marnie with a beard was quite quite an attractive man, I must right. say. Like quite like quite by myself like oh this old Arnie looks kinda of bit like a lovely beard there. Quite <laughs> interesting. Uh, uh, um so yeah, so you get so he kind of escapes along with Weiss and it's a Wade, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. Um they both escape from the sort of horrible Workers camp where they've got these horrible um, neck necklaces, I guess you could call them. Yeah, yeah they're um, like uh, Where else have I seen that in? It's, it's a very, uh, Battle Royale, isn't it? Yeah, it's, 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 like, yeah, it's like that Battle Royale. It's an also very dodgy Rutger Hauer movie, um, which has the same sort of premise as it kind of expanded upon where if you, you, know, you go out, there's convicts and mm-hmm. they're just kind of sent out to kind of fight each other and like it's... If they if they go out to a certain zone, they they blow up. Their heads right. blow up. 
same way yeah. sort of thing. But you only get to see one kind of graphic sort of thing of that in this in this movie, which is quite fun. Aye. It sort of pops off and like sort of explodes in kind of graphic detail. <laughs> um, but so as you say, like the get out the the, the the camp, they go and meet uh meet Mick Fleetwood. <laughs> From Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> so apparently, I read this. I read this. Today, read this. Today, I've read, read, read research about it. He's actually meant to be Mick Fleetwood in this movie. Right. At one point, he says, "You rounded up all my all my friends and killed them, and you destroyed my records, which is quite <laughs> like destroyed my music." And I thought, is he meant to be like? And, he's, and Mick Fleetwood, even though Mick Fleetwood was probably quite old at this point, has astonishingly bad old man makeup on Aye, it's like it's very like though. it's like it's very terrible makeup and like he's kind of like a bit of a kind of cat weasel character in the first place he's kind of quite mm. weird looking i don't I do, I do apologize to mick fleetwood, mick fleetwood if you're listening <laughs> or stephen x can go and tell him about this but um <laughs> yeah he sort of plays sort of a kind of renegade sort of leader of the resistance at that point um and he kind of gives arnie and wade and um weiss their kind of ticket out of out of dodge essentially Aye. Arnie, Arnie, for some reason, finds the only Will's Jim uh, crew neck in the whole dystopian future. Uh, <laughs> and it's also quite, uh, it's quite funny because that's the gym that Arnie owned at the time, a <laughs> product placement. I thought mm. uh, he's, he's found the one bodybuilding crew neck <laughs> straight away. <laughs> and, it's, and, it's, and it's the one, one that he owns. So how, how advantageous. Um, so he kind of goes back to kind of see his brother. Finds his brother's apartment has been taken over by a young lady, Maria mm. Conchita, I think her name is. Yeah, Maria um, Conchita Alonso. Alonso, yes. I do apologize. Yep. Um, <laughs> so she, he kind of takes our kind of pass. Says he's going to get she's basically to smuggle him really out of the the country. Mm. Um, and then so, but unfortunately, he gets caught. Yeah. Um, she kind of gives him up. He gets caught and is taken away. And found by Richard Dawkins, a.k.a. Damon Killian, mm. who wants him as, come on the run the man, because he's the butcher of Bakersfield and he'll be big, big ratings. Mm. So they kind of capture him, take him on board, and he's kind of faced with, you know, being on the running man, basically. Yeah. And, like, and getting chased by very many camp villains. <laughs> um, like, a couple of his friends, Sven, Sven Forsen plays the security guard. Um, we've got like Buzzsaw, who's a powerlifting champion in real life. Yeah, we've got Jim Brown as a fireball. You know, <laughs> the, the, the running by rusher, a real rusher in real life in, in the, the NFL. Oh, okay. We've got Professor uh, Sub Zero, now mm. Plane Zero, which is one of my favourite lines. <laughs> Best line, okay. uh, um, Terrible, but so good. Uh, Annie, just talking about talking about one line. Annie had like thirty-one liners in this movie. <laughs> Do you, have, do you have a favourite, Jack? What would you, what would you say your favourite of this movie? <clears throat> it's, it's the bit where Dynamo is first rocking up and it's really <laughs> terrible. He's like, hey, light bulb, hey, Christmas tree. <laughs> He's just fucking awful. Like, it felt like he was ad-libbing that. Yeah, that was, <laughs> and they that thought, was oh, that is gold. He called him a Christmas tree because he's got lights. And you're sitting yeah. going, oh, no, it's fucking awful. But That's a very daft one. But I think, I think, I think, <laughs> and that was coming up against a character like Dynamo, who's the yeah. most fucking that is an opera singing, so light LCD, bulb wearing, yeah. eye. a big mohawk, a kind of like flashing mohawk. I mean, this, this wee sort of go kart <clears> around. <throat> <Any, one, laughs> he might be one of the most ridiculous. <laughs> 
oh, he's, he has. I can see like Buzzsaw, like, right, that's quite cool. That's probably one of the coolest ones. Fireball, his suit's a bit like weird, mm. a bit like sort of like, sort of spangly, yeah. sort of like, very kind of like, no fielding style jumpsuit uh, he's got on. Aye. And he's got sort of, this amazing like buzz cut here. Um, and Sub Zero, obviously, he's like an ice hockey player. I think yeah. probably one of my favorite ones. I mean, Buzz, Buzz, actually, the line with Buzz is that what happened to him? Well, he had to split because <laughs> he fucking cut some up the balls, didn't he? It's an interesting bit as well. That I've, re- I've just recently reading uh, an interview mm. um, with one of, with Buzz himself. All right. Um, okay. he, uh, I'm just going to blank on his in one second. Mm. I'll cut this bit out. Gus, right, which. Rafe Swish, I'm going to, I've probably completed it. Rafe Swish. Rafe Swish. Rafe Swish. Rafe Swish. We could be here all night. Um, <laughs> but apparently the, 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 the bit where he's saying, oh, this is always a part of me, now I'm going to make a part of you. Arnie completely ad-libbed the line, no, keep it. He's like, no, keep it. <laughs> he's got some of the balls. And, uh, that, uh, and he's got this with a, because it's like Bee Gees, sort of scream at one point, which yeah, I thought was um, an amazing but. Um, but he was talking about how much he like, like him and Arnie sort of like gotten really gotten really well. Which I think everybody speaks very highly of Arnie in this mm. movie. Um, really funny work with Sven or Orson. Also, you had Orson, I should say. Um, he had obviously had him on quite a few times in movies. Mm. And, uh, um, he's also Conan. in Moritz as well. Morris as well. Yeah, yeah, he's absolutely the security yeah, he's guard into uh, Lafour's. 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 Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but he said, yeah, yeah. So I think it's a very interesting. So I've seen every all the sort of just see all the the sorry, excuse me stalkers uh, are quite fun and kind of camp mm. in this movie because they're just it's very it's camp as fuck. <laughs> like, yeah, it's you can see you can see how kind of gladiator sort of took off that from mm. a bit less violent. I mean, I don't think Wolf was like trying to kill people. Maybe yeah. like in real life or something or Shadow. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't think Jet was really gonna like was right up for mass murder. No, and no, she just ended up shagging the channel. Machine yeah. can't put on. <laughs> no, she was. She was. No, no. I, I won't hurt any jet, any Jan Yuldeal slander in my, my, my camp. I thought she's, she went into porn. She's, she's, she went into like she was. She's a psych, uh, psychiatrist now. Who might think that? I think I get mixed up with China. Yeah, you're going to fight China. Well, <laughs> she did definitely, definitely China. Her next pack. <laughs> Is it one thing in China or something? Yeah. Bless <laughs> up, bless up to you, China, bless up. Mm. And yeah. I think I was like I just read about actually before we came on the night was um guy played Dynamo died before this came out. So did so did Richard Dawkins. This is their last this is this both their last movies. Richard but, Dawson? Richard Dawson, yes, Richard Dawson. Dawkins. Well, he died Dawkins. In, no, he died in two thousand and twelve. Yeah, but this is his last this is his last movie. Oh right, okay. Last so, movie before he before he died. So he didn't he do anything for Years, good. And Erlen Van Lidfus, and if you've seen Running um, Star Crazy, he's in mm. the Wanderers. Don't fuck with the Baldies. Aye, Erlen Van Lidfus. Yeah, he's um, aye, Wanderers Alone in the Dark, thirty-four when he died. So he's very young. Very young. Mm. Aye, September th- September eighty-seven. So it was this October it came out. So he didn't even know the. Jesus Christ, that's that's sad. Really aye. sad. Bring the, bring the podcast down, Andy. Jesus Christ! I, I mean, he deserved it. You see his tighty whities. <laughs> fuck him! Uh, fuck him! <laughs> it's your fault. Fuck you, Van Lid. 
Okay. Yeah. I'm glad you. I'm glad you apparently, he was an opera singer as well. I don't know. Yeah, he's like, like when he sings, sings, sings uh, like the Valkyries and stuff like that. Aye. As I him sing, which is quite quite mad. Mm. And Star Crazy has a beautiful voice. And Star Crazy, that's what they're going to talk about with Richard Pryor. Right. Jane Wilder is like has a beautiful Aye. singing voice. Aye. Um. <laughs> But it's very, very funny. Yeah, he is the, he's the most ridiculous like, character quite, in the whole thing. Yes, he yes, very, very daft. And you, said, you do see him in his pants at one point getting very, very wet, which is yeah. quite, quite horrible. Not that um, way. No, not that, not that way. Just the sprinklers sort of, come on. Sprinklers come on. That's why he gets like, wet. Come on, come on, guys. I mean, like, we were talking about that at all. He does try and get wet. He does, he does <laughs> try and get in the way. Yeah. We've exhausted this, this pun here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's quite fun. Um, so I, so it says actually it doesn't have like a massive body count. I thought no. it'd be an interesting thing to look into. It's 40, 41 people. Uh, and as much as that. <laughs> and obviously a couple, a couple after the couple after the film. Ayo! Um, <laughs> 43, really, if you think about it. Um, yeah. But yeah, 40, 41 people. And Arnley, Arnley, Arnley only kills like 16 people. And maybe the country down lands also that kills two people. One of them being obviously, I think, aforementioned Dynamo. So 41, are we including, I'm assuming we're including the kind of shootout at the end? Including the shootout at the end, yeah, because obviously it's all like, like the ICS Aye. employees. Plus just innocent people. Obviously you've got, you've got your, your, your stalkers, you've got hmm. Kelly obviously dying at the end. Because um, 16, 16 even like, sounds a lot for Arnie, doesn't it? And look, it does, it back does. It does. I think, you think about is he kills all four, well, all three of the. He kills Fireball. He kills Buzzsaw. He kills Sub Zero when he kills. Um, Galleon, obviously. Yeah. Um, Mira Conchita Alonso. She kills obviously Dynamo, mostly kind of slightly by accident. I feel. Because mm. gun goes <laughs> off and like that hits the sprinklers, but she kind of kills him. Yeah, gets him wet. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what's the other one she kills? Uh, who else does kill? I think she just kills another kind of like random, a random ICS employee that comes right, out. Right, okay. She just shoots the first time with a gun and she goes into sort of like. Uh, so she does, aye. Just yeah. sort of like just gets scared and just like shoots just the first before guy. Dynamo, isn't it? Yeah, it's just quite funny. So, yeah, so that's a. And obviously, we obviously end, end, end the film with Arnie getting his own back. He promised killing he would be back and he didn't want to break his promise. Um, <laughs> they. Arnie, get Arnie and Mick Fleetwood and Dweezil Zappa, son of, mm. son of Frank, Frank Zappa, yeah. um, managed to put a, a, a kind of new, newly, freshly doctored, un, or sorry, undoctored, I should say, um, film showing that Arnie is completely innocent. Mm. He was in the he was in the right the whole time, and Killian yeah. has been lying to you the whole time because you've obviously you said obviously these past runners had been saved, Aye. but we find out obviously Hadid. And and co are all dead and been mm. killed by fireball. It seems been mm. burnt at Christ, It seems so. It's we get to obviously get the good ending. Obviously, we're sort of assumed that Marie and Arnie go off into the sunset, mm-hmm. maybe, and um, perhaps they kind of they kind of reconcile now. They've sort of they've come out their nice jumpsuits. Right. Sponsored by Adidas as well. Noticed as mm. well, which is quite quite yeah. interesting. I only noticed that for the first time. I thought interesting. Adidas is still like. Carrying on under this in the dystopia, <laughs> Coca Cola and Adidas seems to be the big things, and Cadre Cola, um, which seems to be like sort of the, the shitty Pepsi of like um, twenty twenty five. I'm quite sad that Coke 
survived and not Pepsi. Mm. Um, I'm sure that's probably quite a lot of money being put in by Coke to say, Aye, we, <laughs> we, we survived the apocalypse. We're still, we're still putting out the Christmas ads. Holidays are still coming, even though it's like you can't feed your fucking families and you're living on the streets in a kind of like a, a domicile. Yeah, like Santa's a, a coming. Shack. Santa's coming. coming. If you don't buy your cola, we're going to fucking hang you for the rafters. So that horrible fucking, that, that, that horrible fucking truck comes through your, it won't stop though, won't stop and give you like any sort of coke to drink. Krampus. Just go past in you, it's just making you feel like absolute dog shit. <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, so just kind of kind of finish up. So, where do you think this kind of ranks in the Arnie movies? Would you be say? Would you say it's a top five for you, or where do you think it ranks? And if you were to pick your ranks of the Arnie movies, where would this kind of come in? I don't think it would make top five. No, really, okay. no. Um, one thing, I, I, going back, talking about when I when I rewatched it again. The Jesse Ventura, but I thought they actually fought. I totally he just kinda obviously yeah, apart yeah, from the the um the kind of deep fake thing they do, they don't actually face off against each other. And I like to have seen yeah. that. Because he turns up in these ridiculous new costumes. I'm not fucking doing this. Piss yeah, off sorry. and storms out in a huff and that's it. Yeah, sort of weird robot thing. I <laughs> thought it would be interesting because because they they had like this is the second move they've had in this year where they've had been together. Yeah. If you know they've been, they've been pals in the in Predator. You know they've been you know workmates essentially mm. in Predator. It'd be interesting to have seen and with all the, the sort of funny right little rivalry they had that we know about now. Mm. And I say yeah, they, they could have should have just done that. Should have. I suppose he did do that. He did sort of see them going off, and I would be interested to see. You know, from either their angles when they were doing that scene, where they're sort of wrestling about. Obviously, Jesse was obviously a, a, a very prolific wrestler in his time. Mm. I do wonder how that scene kind of went. Did they... I would have loved to have seen if they'd been on that sort of set scene, them doing that sort of deep fake scene as we speak. Aye. And see the, how how much kind of machismo was sort of exchanged between them because Aye, that's a sort of weird, it's sort of weird <laughs> sort of bodybuilding rivalry when they were doing Predator. Aye. I can't I can't think they wouldn't have this sort of rivalry when they're doing this movie. be like, right. I need to fucking do this. I need to, I need to, like, I'm going to wrestle Arnie and to sort yeah, of, like, show yeah. that I'm the fucking big guy. Uh, because there are two... I love Arnie and I love Jesse Ventura mm. for different reasons, obviously, but they both have massive egos. Yeah. And so I, I, I would have loved to have seen them just kind of go, go a little bit more at it real, in real time. Aye. Or I would have loved to have seen them, like, after a deep fake, they find out about it, them to have this sort of, like, set to after that. Mm. Aye, yeah, I that's think, what I thought. I would, I, that's that's what I had in my head. Um, so in the rewatch, I was kind of a bit, a wee bit disappointed in it. And then mm. I think I'd like to have seen him versus Sven, uh, Sven Ola Thorson as well. Yeah. Um, but that's a kind of just a wee kind of footnote at the end where he realizes as Sven kind of realizes he's in the wrong and goes, "Nah, Killian's all yours now," sort of thing. But yeah, I think, he's, I think he says he's gonna because I think and then earlier on. Killing sort of goes out. Steroids make you make you deaf. Aye. One person sort of a look between him and him and Arnie, and he goes, "I'm going to go and steal, score some steroids." Aye. And he's going to leave something beat. I thought that's quite funny because it's the only line he speaks in the whole movie, and that's it. It's like just like this sort of like, right, fuck you. Aye. I'm not helping you with this guy. He's like, this is. Did you think that? Oh, this, this, these two, these two are going to go at it. I think I was definitely with the, when I was younger mm. because Sven. Uh, in order for us and it's just such a big guy even, even now now reading Bond it would be bad and knowing 
how good a friend he was to Arnie and how, how much Arnie did for him. Aye. Um, you, I would have loved to have seen him kind of go at it, but they do go a little bit at it in Red Heat. They obviously go at it and kind of Conan the Barbarian, um, which is quite cool. But yeah, that would have been an interesting thing. Or even for him, he'd be like, be put out into his own. But Aye. I, yeah, I do I do think we could have, maybe, maybe there's some sort of cutting room floor version of that where we see him fight Jesse Ventura or maybe... Ben Forsen jumps in to have a wee bit of a fight with him at one point, but yeah, I think it's so. funnier to, just to do, have that as like, nah, I'm not, I'm not dealing with him. You go, you go <laughs> for it. I'm, I'm the dumb, I'm the dumb fucking dumb himbo guy, so you can get fucked. So <laughs> I'll, I'll leave you with him, tiny, tiny game show man. Aye, it's uh, um, but I in terms of in terms of top five, it probably doesn't make it. I think I would say Terminator Two's top. Predators next. Um, Terminator probably after that. Then Last Action Hero, and then maybe Total Recall. Uh, it was probably my five. It's then it's like six or seventh. Like, it, it, yeah. and I still do love it. But those are those are like just massive movies for me. Those five. So, yeah. Um, yeah. it's not a slight on it in any way, shape, or form. Um, it's just. In terms of Arnie's back catalogue, like yeah, I've got hard, love for so to, much like, of them. Yeah. Um, it's hard, and I think it's, I think it's a, it's a, it's a game of inches when it comes to his movies because it's really, like, yeah. it's a lot of his films are kind of photo finish when you can, if you look at a, a top ten, top five, you would please probably say that a lot of the movies are kind of hard to kind of ju- to throw in and out of there because mm-hmm. it's just so fun, especially in that in the in the kind of grouping that we talk. I'm going to be talking about in the, in the episodes and future episodes that yeah, I think it's. In the 80s and 90s, I don't think you could really fuck over them a lot at the time. Yeah. And it's in like a 10 year, probably a 10, 12 year period or something. There's the top five movies. Um, yeah, absolutely. They said yeah. like Terminator 2 is 92, 93, was it? Yeah. Um, 90, I think it was 91. Was it 91? So yeah. Terminator 2, Predator 87, um, Total Recall was 90, I think. Um, yeah. Last Action Hero was maybe in 94. Yes. And then, what, what was that one? The Terminator was 84, I think. So yeah. you're looking at about a 10-year period. Probably him at his best. Um, and just, that's the only reason that misses out in the top five. It's because those five movies are just great. Yeah, <laughs> it's not no, no a slight one. Like look, look at ones, and it's something that I want to sort of investigate over the period of the future podcast is that, mm. It's hard to kind of beat their sort of run of movies, but only time will tell. We'll be looking at the other movies and other movies, some Stallone movies, some Seagal movies, mm. and um, even even some one Jackie Chan and Chowyun Fat movies, and see how they got on at that time as well. So yeah, interesting ones. So would I mean, you reckon- looking? So you're, I mean, it's just having a wee look at his run. Actually, uh, I didn't realize Twins was. I thought Twins was mid nineties, but probably nineteen eighty eight, which is madness. Um, so if we start for the Terminator, so I'm missing out Conan, the Conan mm-hmm. movies. You get the Terminator, then Red Sonja, then Commando, mm-hmm. then Rodeo, yeah. Predator, Running Man, Red Heat, yeah. Twins. I would say maybe <laughs> I would think some people would, would maybe say Red Heat is a misstep, but mm. I still like I still like Jim Belushi, I, yeah, I like Jim Belushi as well. Um, Total Recall in the nineties. In nineteen ninety, Total Recall and Kindergarten Cop. 
and then 91 it was Terminator 2 and then it was god apparently there was a movie oh uncredited I'll miss that out so then it was I 90 True, when was True Lies? That's say 19. Sorry, I'm just I thought True Lies was earlier or oh, 94. True Lies was there, you go. And Junior, <laughs> um, aye, he, he had a great kind of 10 12 year run, which was kind of at his best. And then it went, I mean, Terminator 2 3D Battle Across Time. <laughs> Amazing. Now, if you've seen that, you've I think to... I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've seen it. I've never been to the, the park and seen it, but I've, see, I've mm. seen the video of it because it's something that I think I've I seen when I was younger. Because it's amazing. Like, I went I went to Universal Studios in Florida last year, not knowing that it'd been moved, it had been uh, cancelled. Wow. And I was absolutely gutted. Like, <laughs> <laughs> one of my favourite things, you get taken through a tour of Skynet and these Terminators come up for the side and they're showing you, uh, and then Harley shows up and there's a T1 million, Robert Patrick. A T1 million. A T1 million, <laughs> Amazing. Uh, there's a, uh, Robert Patrick shows up, Ed Furlong, uh, Linda Hamilton, and it's been replaced by the Jason Bourne stunt spectacular. I don't know why Jason Bourne's more relevant than Terminator. No, but... no, I, I, find it, I find it a bit strange. I, I think mm. those films are a bit more like insular. Than, yeah, than yeah. About, I suppose I mean it's probably catering to like the people that were like but it's the same way same thing with like Avatar people were like going mm. bananas and needing an Avatar theme park but really do we need to read, to read an Avatar theme park but it's not like it's got Matt Damon in it this was a Terminator thing that has Arnie in it like yes. you're watching the movie it's a short movie it's a 20 minute movie oh, so this, is really, this, is not even a, this is not even a thing with Matt, no, Matt Damon in it no no that's, that's, no, that's, that's pretty bad I don't, it's I weird get that to fuck I would say so that's just sitting in a vault somewhere now. Terminator yes, 2, 3D, like, Battle Across yeah. Time. John Connor <laughs> gets taken into the future. It's fucking that's bananas. It's that's fucking, so good. It's fucking brilliant. He's made a movie about it. That should be Terminator 3. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. we get yeah. Nick Stahl. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely, absolutely. So would you re- would you recommend Running Man to the audience? Oh, definitely, yeah. Especially if you're into your action movies, into your 80s action, into cheesy one-liners, into Arnie and his pomp. Yes, um, absolutely. Aye, 100%. There's nothing, there's nothing better. And as I said, I think a lot of these movies run about that era were probably about 90 minutes. I think Commandos, maybe like 80 minutes or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's very like, paced very quickly. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, like, it's really yeah, easy so to watch. No it, really. it's, it's and it's not particularly violent. And it's not no. particularly, well, sorry, it's not particularly gory. There's no, a lot no. of violence. but um, not graphic, not graphic nature, but there's, no. there's violence and you see see blood but it's not like porn at the it's not like now you would see like or like total recall if you if you if you if you compare yeah. to that but it's like completely Paul Verhoeven just loves fucking buckets of claret. Buckets of claret. He loves he loves the old old uh, red the old uh, I don't know. I mean you look at he look, I mean looking at it it was uh it's an eighteen now still apparently whereas mm-hmm. total recalls are 15 yeah, i find strange. that weird like his total recalls certainly got a lot more sex in it as well yeah, um, well, it's, 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 i went for where we free tits in it for sake like you think if, <laughs> in, terms, in terms of like diff, difference we get like you so you compare like so the sexuality in this movie is is like basically 
director of the Nitro Girls. Right. Our cheerleaders. Right. Right. That's, that's the ICS dancers, I think they're called in this Ola movie. Abdul, uh, done the choreography, apparently. That's really interesting. Well, I didn't even know that. Fucking hell. There you go, big Paul Abdul. Well done to her. <laughs> well done to her. Well done, <laughs> her, I guess. Done, I guess. Um, cat. Not that much else. Video. Yeah. <laughs> um, Opposites Attract. PG. That's the one. Cat, cat, I think it's called. Anyway. <laughs> We've got a weird, weird tangent to talk about Paul Abdul. Right. <laughs> strange, strange 80s cartoon videos. Um, okay, so thank, all that's left to say is thank you very much, Andy, for coming on. Um, I'm going to give you the chance to plug yourself to the high heavens. <laughs> but, um, yeah, as you know, we do Road to Nowhere together. Um, podcast focusing on sci-fi, comic book and horror movies. Um, find the Twitter at Where Is Nowhere. Um, at Nowhere Andy um, we also have the directing Nowhere subsection which is still under the same the same banner so that's all good um, I do a couple of interviews coming up for uh, the Geek Show um, and Directors Uncut uh, podcast and I do some writing on the Geek Show website as well uh, I think it's thegeekshow.com I think I'm yep. 100% um most recent one I've done is The Harbinger, which is uh, probably snuck its way into my top five horror movies all time because it's just fantastic. So give that a read and then watch the movie. Um, and yeah, um, that's that's pretty much it, I think. I don't think I do much else. I, I don't work, so I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> I have no job, therefore. I, yeah, I, technically, I, I have no job, but I'm not going to advertise that. <laughs> Andy's looking for a job and he wants to employ him. You can, I'll get him to body your CV. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, minimum seven figures. Minimum seven figures. Absolutely. Very Absolutely. expensive. Um, I'm now, I'm now your, uh, your Indeed.co.uk agent now. Yeah, it's fine. Get, get Andy at his LinkedIn on his, on his bio. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks much, Andy, for coming along and doing the podcast. It's been awesome to speak to you and see you soon. So that was my chat with Andy about The Running Man. As you can tell, we're both huge fans of it, so go and check out if you can. Next time I'll be talking about some Hong Kong cinema, as I'm joined by Aerial Power Shop as we discuss the Jackie Chan masterpiece, Police Story. You can follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at YourMCPodcast. You can also email the show on YourMoveCreepPodcast at gmail.com. Remember to like and subscribe and I'll see you soon creeps. <laughs>